Episode 206 of the Bevan James Oil Show. How to get through effort moments. Welcome along to episode 206 of the Bevan James Oil Show, your fortnightly podcast on behaviours that create a lifetime love of exercise so you can get all the benefits that come alongside it. I've got an interesting subject today. It's kind of an extension of what I was talking about at the end of the last episode. If you haven't listened to the last episode, I was talking about um, running. I I had done a running session that morning and it was an 80-minute session and people had it was a hard session and at the end of it they had to do 35 minutes at half marathon race pace which what I'd done before the end of the session had made it really challenging and at the end of the last episode and I'm not going to go into too much detail because we've already talked about this before but at the end of the last t- episode I went back and I talked about how the ability to handle handle long periods of struggle and how that's a kind of a skill and how if you want to kind of get better in life that's something you need to do and after doing that, A, I've done a couple of little Instagram videos on this and I've been getting some really good feedback from people talking about this and it's obviously an area that a lot of us want to get better at. And, and as I was, I was having a session with a client the other day and we were talking about this thing about effort and how if we can get better at handling hard effort for periods of time, we'll be much more successful in life. And without going into the main gist of today's show, that's kind of what this today is going to be about is this ability to get through effort moments in your life. Because if you can win effort moments, you're obviously going to be a much more successful person. Now before we get into that, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, the episode I did two episodes ago. So last episode I had an interview, but this two episodes I did the one around change. And it was fascinating because the amount of feedback I got on the episode may be the biggest piece of feedback I've ever had on on this podcast. I just had so much feedback from people saying it really hit a note with people. And I thought because it was a, it was a very much a personal sharing of the journey I'm going through in life right now, I thought I'd just kind of keep you guys updated on what I'm doing. So uh, just a quick recap on the episode, I realised I've woken up, I look at the last 10 years of my life, I'm happy with my life, but I'm ultimately not challenging myself or changing or not creating as much as what I want to create moving forward. And as I look at this moment in my life, I look at this moment as a transition moment. Sure, you have an epiphany in life. You might have an epiphany, I need to create change. And you might have a place that you want to get to in life. But there's going to be a transition. And when I think about myself, this is what I'm seeing right now. So one of the things we've done, which actually happens today, is we've employed a new person to come and work with our, our business. And not just my running business, kind of Joe and I overall, to take over many of the roles that we do that we don't necessarily need to be doing. And so over the last couple of weeks, I've been finding out where to find this person. We've kind of done some interviews and we've found that person. So while I want to be working on the next project, so the next projects include some things like developing our coaching team, um, developing some more content, uh, working on my book project, while I want to be working on those next projects which I see can happen once I have the mind space and the time, I can't get too excited about that at the moment because I'm in this transition phase. And I did my weekly meeting yesterday, and as I was doing my weekly meeting, I set my objectives for this week. And if you look at my objectives for this week, my objectives are very much based on 
this transition. So this person we're bringing on board, um, I've literally cut out half my week just to work with this person to help them develop the systems around how they're going to do the jobs, um, get to build that relationship with them, think about how that relationship will work, and so on. Now, I kind of think that part of this moment in my life is a moment that's going to take probably two or three weeks. So it's probably realistically going to be another month before I've got the time to actually start to do those next level projects that this period will give me time to do. So while I want to be at the next stage, which is more me designing and creating problem solving, I have to have this transition phase. And it's, I wanted to share this with you because if you listen to the episode around change and you were inspired by change, you know, like the thing for me is, does my work help you change? Is always something I'm thinking about. And, uh, a lot of people will listen to a podcast and go, that's a good idea, but we've got to make sure you actually change. And so that's why I want to share this with you. So to recap, I had the epiphany a few weeks ago or in this last few months, I've been kind of mulling in my head around this epiphany that things need to change. I'm now in the moment where I'm creating a change, but the first step in the process is the transition period. And if you're listening to this and you'll realize you're in the same boat as me and you want to create some change in your life, well, you need to understand that this transition period is a part of that change. Uh, I want to have less time working on the day-to-day stuff, which is quite copy and paste, and more time on designing and improving and, and developing new products. But to do that, I have to have this transition time. And so as you reflect upon this within your own life, what is the transition you need to make to get to the next step? So let's say, for example, my next step is to have an extra 15 to 20 hours a week on which I can spend on projects which I think will help myself achieve my mission in life. That's the transition I'm in. So what are the steps I need to take to get to that? And that's that's what you want to start thinking about as well. You may have realized you need to change as well, but what's the transition? And and then I really think a couple of the key things to remember with this is, and this kind of touches on what I was talking in the episode. First of all, you've got to create a plan for transition. So my plan for transition includes um, bringing someone on board, creating the systems around how we train them, how they get into the roles, how they get good at the roles, what their responsibilities are within the roles, and those types of things. So this is a kind of transition. As I talked about in that episode as well, was what are the mindsets I need to shift towards? So that who, not how. Uh, I need to develop myself as a leader and a mentor and a manager, uh, which is something I haven't done a lot of. So it helps me to figure out my development pathway. And so... That's maybe what you want to think about. If you've discovered you need time to change, you kind of know where you want to get to in three steps from now, but what are those three steps of transition you need to do? And then to create a plan around it, because no change happens until you create a plan and you actually do the actions to create the change. And for me, that's what I'm in right now. I believe in two or three months from now, I'm going to be in a place where I have that 15 to 20 hours a week to put into more exciting projects where I can have a bigger impact that's aligned to my mission in life. But it would never happen if I didn't have this moment here. So just a quick recap just on what I'm talking about here. First of all, if you realize there's a time of change and you know where you want to get to, there needs to be a transition period. What's the wisest transition period? What needs to happen in that transition period? Uh, What's your thinking? What's your development? And all those things. And then I think one thing that's just really important is 
when you're in that transition period stay focused on just being in the transition period there's projects i do want to do but those projects won't happen until i've gone through this transition period so just have a bit of a delay and patience around if i do this step well i'm going to get to the next step so i just want to share that because i did get so much feedback around that podcast so i just want to share that with you actually just one other thing i want to share with you uh it's interesting the things we discover about ourselves isn't it and one thing i've discovered about well i've probably always known about myself um but i've definitely discovered more recently is this thing of uh know what you've got to stay focused on know what you're going to stay focused on i'm somebody who can get distracted by the the shiny thing uh what it might be a project it might be something new it might be you know and sometimes i might have like so for example each week i write down my objectives for the week if i actually i'm going to pull these up right now so while i'm talking to you i'm just going to go to my computer i'm pulling up my last week's objective so if i read to you my objectives for last week so here's my objectives my objectives was my focus was love so i kind of i have this thing where i focus on my um one of my key characteristics and my focus was love. My music objectives was to have a great recording experience. My band did some more recording to improve on my last, my performance and my last live performance. So my band performed live a couple of weeks ago and I videoed it and I've done some assessment on it and I've just kind of realized the areas I need to improve. So as I practice, I need to improve on those. Uh, business, I had to do a performance review of our marketing guy. I had to sort out how to get the new person on board and get them working and I had to do some coach development uh, training I had to do training for my back just some basic started to add some basic impact into my back training and, to, and look at some more ways to look after my nerves for my book I had to proof two chapters uh, for investing I had to do some stuff around a property my wife and I own um, for my wife I had to do some special stuff for her on Friday and then I had to stay on top of my seven great personal behaviors so those were my focuses for the weeks and when I look at my goals at the moment my goals in life right now are and let me pull these up as well to be in a live performing band playing our music to a good fan base secondly for my book to have a book that creates a platform and a business that helps non-exercisers have a lifetime love of exercise for my relationship is to have better communication with Jo so she feels I'm on her side and to work through with her through this COVID time. Um, for business, to get my next investment in place, uh, to build better teams around our business, to get the book business going and to get my online product trialed and finished. Uh, and those are my main focuses. So those are the key focuses in life. Now last week I was doing some work and a scatterbrain version of me happened and I saw a problem that I needed to solve and I started kind of spending a couple hours on a problem I needed to solve but actually it wasn't a problem I needed to solve it wasn't aligned with those main goals I have right now and the objectives for this week and luckily for me I kind of caught it and I probably spent a couple hours on it and it probably was if I'm going to be really honest a bit of a waste of my time it wasn't you know, end of the world waste of my time but it wasn't the key focuses right now and if I'm, why am I sharing this with you because if we go back to that transition thing you know my, my key focus is you know what was one of the objectives to set up how I'm going to work with the new person now that's the most important thing I need to do right now in this transition the problem I was trying to solve which I spent a couple of hours on is a problem that does need to be solved but it's two months down the road and sometimes in life we can get distracted by what's not important and I use really good tools as you can see I do this weekly objectives I've got my goals and even I can get off track and I just think that one thing I've learned about myself is catching when I get off track earlier 
So once I kind of, after a couple of hours, I think it was last Wednesday, last Wednesday, after a couple of hours of catching myself getting off track, I realized, you know what? You're not actually focusing on those things that you read through this morning. So go back to those things and put your focus back on those. And I just think that if you are like me and you can get excited by the glittery thing that seems important but ultimately isn't important, to understand what is important and to have that that kind of compass that can pull you back is a really good tool. Now for me, it's my weekly objectives. As you can see, if you kind of think about my life, music, business, training, book or investing, family and family and friends are my key areas and I have my goals and then I have my objectives for the week and this this is a tool that I use so if you're like me and you find you can end up spending a lot of times on things that aren't actually the most important thing right now what tools do you need to put in your life to make sure you do get on top of that because I guarantee if you can get good at that you can be much better at staying focused on on the right problems and the right problems you need to be solving right now you know, it's just some stuff I want to share before you before I get into the main just of the show. Uh, before I get into the main just of the show, I also want to say a big thank you to the patrons of the show. If you are a patron of the show, thank you so much for being a patron. Being a patron basically means you give a little bit of your hard-earned money my way each time I release an episode of the Bevan James Isle Show. And when you become a patron, you also get a cool nickname. And here are some of the people who are patrons of the show. George Monopoly Man Street. We've got Dean the Cool Cube Kubi. We've got Rachel Walking on Sunshine Debusk. We've got Anna Do It Dungey. We've got Amanda Super Duper Amanda Coleman Watson and Ali float like a butterfly, sting, sting like a bee, brown. These people are all amazing po- po- patrons of the show. If you want to become a patron, just go to bevanjamesisles.com, click on podcast, click on support me, and then just go through the patron process. Anyway, I'm going to put on some music. Here is the main gist of today's show. Have you ever had an area of your life where you wanted to change or or bring into your life or, you know, like, like the good example is people who want to play a musical instrument. You know, you go to a, you go to a, I don't know if you really have secondhand stores nowadays, but you think of the old um, pawn shop. And what do you, what's in a pawn shop? Well, there kind of tends to be a few things that are always in pawn shops. And a lot of things that are in pawn shops are dreams that never came true dreams like you go to a pawn shop I guarantee what you're going to see is quite a few guitars and why is it because a lot of people would love to learn the guitar they have that moment of inspiration where they buy that guitar and then it builds up dust in their house to the point where one day they go you know what I must sell it because I'm never going to learn the guitar and it's, it's actually an interesting point this one isn't it because a lot of people buy the behavior or they hope that buying the thing will start the behavior you know what I mean? Like, you know, you want to you want to get into cycling, so you buy a, the flash bike because I need this flash bike to do the behaviour. I remember years ago when Tiger Woods was like the premium, you know, when he was in his peak, and I thought oh, I want to be a golfer, and and I'd, I'd never played golf in my life. I'm actually not very good at racket sports, you know, like my hand-eye coordination. I'm not the sharpest hand-eye coordination person in my life, um, but I was inspired by Tiger Woods, and I thought to myself, I'm gonna, I'm gonna become a golfer. And I remember I went to Rebel Sports in Christchurch, and I, and I was gonna buy these golf clubs, and I was gonna pay something like fifteen hundred dollars, which, you know, I was, a, I was young and I was earning pretty bug of money at that moment, and I thought I'm gonna buy my passion for golf. Now, luckily. 
$1,500 was just a little bit too much. I thought, oh, I might go for a cheaper option, which they didn't have. And I didn't end up buying those golf clubs. But a lot of people will do this. And, and, and I've done it myself in the past, and I'm sure you've probably done this in yourself as well, that you've, you've bought the thing that you hoped would start the behavior. So you, let's say guitar, you buy the guitar, and then you go home with good intentions of starting the guitar, you put it to the side, and it just sits there. Actually, a really good example of this is home exercise equipment. As much as home exercise over COVID time has worked or become a much bigger thing, I think it's become a much bigger thing for people who already exercise. I doubt many people who weren't exercisers have started a home-based exercise routine through COVID time. I'm sure there are some, but I think the majority of people who weren't exercising you know, wouldn't have said it. But, you know, the, the, the sold on TV home exercise product, to me, many of them are in pawn shops, aren't they? So there's this thing of buying behavior, hoping it will trigger the, the thing you want in your life. And, and again, I'll use the guitar analogy here. So you buy the behavior, you buy the guitar, and then you think, well, where do I start? And this is often where people totally fall off the wagon. It's where do I start? Because then they go on YouTube and they find some guy who's got a clip who's trying to sell a course, but then they get confused. So often the start point is one of the hardest things that happens. But even if they do find some kind of framework to start with, they pick up their guitar and they try to learn a two-chord song. Let's say they try to learn a G and a D song. Those are two pretty basic songs on the guitar. And they start learning... And they, and they can't really get it. And what happens is they quit. They quit really quickly on a journey. They start this journey and they quit really quickly. Now, there's kind of a few levels of quitting. Some people never even pick up the guitar. Some people buy the guitar and never even pick it up. There's people who join gyms. Join the gym. Go through the experience of paying to get a membership. Don't even do one visit. Like, they're trying to buy the behavior. They don't even start. And then you get people who, who buy the behavior but get confused with how to start. Then you get people who start but quit really quickly. Now, the thing that we need to acknowledge with any kind of change is there's going to be effort. Like I've been talking about this book that I've been writing, which I've, I've finished, which I'm really proud of. So high five to me <laughs> uh, it's early days it'll probably be another eight nine months before it's actually ready but I have finished the book so I'm quite proud of that um, and I, there's 10, 10 baby steps that I'm trying to help people go from doing nothing to loving exercise and the first chapter is not a baby step first chapter is kind of telling the story of how I changed my life to try and help beginners love exercise and then the second chapter is this concept of the weekly meeting which if you've listened to the show I'm a big believer in a weekly meeting and a weekly meeting is this kind of concept of I need you to put effort each time in your week, each week for this journey to help you set yourself up for success for each week. And if I can get you into a weekly meeting, your chances of success are going to massively through the roof. So the first thing I need you to do is just to plan a weekly meeting. It's just, just you know, plan your first weekly meeting. Now that's the first effort point on this journey. And I guarantee, as much as I want this book to be successful, there'll be some people who read this book and won't do that. There's so many people who read books but don't actually do the first thing. And that's the first effort point of this journey, is I need people to book in 15 to 20 minutes a week for themselves. You know, when I, people ask me what's the best investment they can do on themselves, I actually think the best investment you can do on yourself is an hour a week where you reflect and learn and try to focus on the next week. Such a good investment of yourself. 
And so there's this effort point where people often quit. And so if we can understand, and what is an effort point? And often an effort point is when we have to do something we're not used to doing. So picking up the guitar and strumming two chords, I don't know. Planning in time to work on yourself. To do an activity to a higher level. So let's say you've got to problem solve something you haven't problem solved before. You know, in an era of our life where we're not skilled, to have to bring in something new is an effort point. And often when people have an effort point, it gets too hard, too quick, and they quit and they go, you know what, I'll just go to what I've always done. You see this a lot with businesses when they bring in a new software system. They'll bring in this new software system and um, and it will be 10 times better than what they've used in the past. But one of the hardest problems for this business is to get their staff to adapt to a new software system. Why? Because change is hard. But the, the funny thing is, is that most people could probably learn the software system with five hours of focused training. So for five hours of focused training, the return on the investment with better software would be massive. But people resist it because the effort seems hard, so I'll just go to what I've always done. Now, that's an example of when effort's a problem, but there's other examples where effort's a problem where we limit our life experience. So let's say, and we've all done this one, have you ever had this experience where something was happening on a Saturday night? Maybe a friend was having a party or you were meant to go see a show or there's some kind of disco happening. You don't really have discos as, as an adult, but let's just say you have a disco. And you're sitting there and you think to yourself, oh, I can't be bothered. But then you, you, you do go, and then at the end of the night you go, geez, I'm glad I went because I had such an amazing night. Now often in life, when it comes to life experiences, we think to ourselves, oh, I can't be bothered. And the effort seems too hard to get up, get changed, and go out and do this experience. But when you do the effort, you actually feel great. Actually, another example of this is relationship. You know, relationships get into these habits, don't you? You think if you're in a relationship right now, think of your nighttime habit with your partner. It's kind of just a safe thing we do. And you know, sometimes you go, let's do something that's a little bit different, but it takes a bit of effort. I'll be honest, this happened to me last Friday. Last week in my weekly meeting, I said, make a call Friday with Joe. Now, Joe and I have got into this habit on a Friday morning. We kind of sleep in, get up and go for a walk, then we'll go out for some beautiful lunch, and then we'll, you know, we'll kind of spend a little bit of time in town or something like that. And then we'll come home and in the afternoon I'll play piano and she'll just do something for herself. Now, that, we don't dislike that. But last week, I wanted to make it a special thing. And I was thinking to myself, we might go for like a nice walk, you know, like a nice like three or four hour walk somewhere really special. Thursday came around, the effort seemed a little bit hard. So I didn't do it. That's an example of when I didn't put the effort in. So if we can understand, we want to live a richer, more more experienced, more um, fulfilled life where we're growing and developing ourselves. We need to understand that effort is going to be an important part of that life. And to have effort, we need to understand when we feel resistance with effort. Because if you've bought the guitar and you've picked it up and you can persevere through those first couple of chords and get to the point where you can strum, you know, knocking on heaven's door and you play your first song, what happens in that moment? You feel amazing, don't you? And that's the reward of effort. Is that the other side of effort, 99% of the time, is amazing. So if we can understand most of us, or a lot of us, limit ourselves when it comes to effort, what we've got to start to understand is, what's a better approach to effort? And the first thing I want to say here is, I'm going to give you a strategy to do this, because I think often effort is a lot less harder than what we perceive it's going to be. 
So let's use the analogy I talked about with the workplace, with the software. You know, people think learning new software is going to be so much effort, so they just go with the old software and it becomes a problem for the business. But actually, if you were just to devote five hours of your time, you know, an hour a day for five days, and really nutted into the effort of this, this software, the return would be absolutely massive. And this is what the first thing I want. So, so I want to come up with a bit of a process of how to deal with effort. So the first thing I want you to understand is in, in, in times in my life, I'm going to have to face effort. It could be time of change, it could be time of growth, it could be time of experience, it could be time of building deeper connections. At these times, I'm going to have to put some effort in. I think that I think the next step in the process, and I think this is a really important step, is to understand the effort that I have to put in. And if anything, if you take away anything from today, I think that is it. And, and actually, I was, I, was, I was thinking about this with hard conversations. So many people struggle with confrontational conversations. And, and when I say confrontationals, it might be just when you have to give feedback to somebody who, and you've got to give them feedback that's not necessarily positive. So many people struggle with this. But the real effort is probably just the first minute of that conversation. When you think about it, isn't it? When you, if you've ever given someone feedback in an area where they've needed to develop themselves, once the conversation started, and if you've gone about it in the right approach, the conversation actually can be quite a positive experience. And when we think about feedback, when we think about the effort moment, the effort moment is the moment before you start, that moment when you do the first interaction. Now, when we, when we decipher that effort moment down to the amount of time, it's probably less than a minute. Like the amount of effort you need to put in for to have that hard conversation is probably about a minute. Because once the conversation starts, and if you're coming from the right place and you're trying to help somebody grow, it's actually pretty easy. If we think of my analogy of last Friday with Joe, realistically, for me to plan a walk with Joe was somewhere quite beautiful was probably about 15 minutes effort. And to be honest, once I kind of devoted the time to spend, you know, get started to kind of do some research on what that walk could be, it was probably less than 15 minutes. So, it's, you know, the real effort was just the first point, which is probably about 40 seconds. So, first of all, the first step in this process is to understand that I need to have to put some effort in. And then I think, and this is again, as I said before, if you take anything away from today's episode, this is the most important thing is understanding how long the effort point would be. Now, a lot of the time, it's going to be short. Saturday night, you're kind of talking yourself out of going out. You know what? You've got to get ready. The effort point's 15 minutes. Sometimes it is going to be longer. If you might have to kind of chunk through a real big problem at work, something, you know, an area that you're not very strong at problem solving. Example for me, when I'm playing piano, I don't have the greatest ear so I can work out a basic song. So learning by ear is not something I'm highly skilled at. But occasionally I'll try to learn a song by ear and I, I can learn the basics. And then I get to a point where it's really hard and becomes a lot of effort. And what will happen in my mind in that moment is I'll think, just go to guitar, ultimateguitar.com. Ultimate Guitar is just this website where you can learn music and they'll show you the chords to a song. And that appears in my head. And what I need to, what I try to do at that moment is go, no, ultimate guitar is just the easy way out. What I need to learn is to understand how I can be, stay in this effort place for longer. So first of all, identify effort moment. Secondly, identify how long the effort moment will be. 
Then, once we understand the effort, how long the effort moment wants to be, we want to develop tools and strategies to help us stay longer in the effort moment. So if I use the me learning music, so what I'll tend to do is I'll, I'll put a song on. Uh, there's, last week I was trying to learn Tom Petty's You Don't Know How It Feels. Tom Petty's a really good guy because his song's pretty basic. So I learned the first basic chords and then I got to the pre-chorus and I couldn't quite figure out if it was a G flat or a G. And in that moment, and I knew that I went into this thinking, what's, how long is the effort moment going to be? So in that moment, I knew guitar notes is going to, or ultimate guitar was going to appear in my head. So instead of doing that, I go, what tools and strategy I need to use? So then what I did is I went to some techniques I've learned around how to learn music by ear. So first of all, you've really got to make sure you focus on hearing the bass line. The bass will be really important. And if you can figure out the first bass, that will help you a lot because a lot of pop songs work for like a, a one, four, six, five kind of strategies. These are the, the, the notes of the of the scale. So there's these tools that I use. And then what you can also do is listen to the melody and play the melody on the piano. And you can kind of figure out based on the melody what is the root note of that as well. So there's these techniques that I can use, these strategies that I can use to help me work through that effort moment. And that's what we want to think about when we explore these effort moments. So A, identify I'm going to hit an effort moment. B, understand how long the effort moment is. And then C, what strategies and tools am I going to play, put in place with that effort moment? So another example, let's go back to the guitar example. You picked up the guitar, you want to learn the G and the D. You realize there's probably going to be an effort moment of around 15 minutes because that's how long you want to practice for. Then you go, what are my tools and strategies? Okay, you might go today. First of all, the first tool is to put low expectations on myself. I don't expect to be able to play this song that well. So my expectation is to be able to transition my, my fingers from a G to a D with one strum in between. That's all I'm going to do. So I've lowered the expectation so I can be more successful in my effort moment. Then when you're practicing, that's all you're going to put your focus on. So that's just an example of a tool or a strategy you're going to use. And this is what we're thinking about in our effort moments, because ultimately what we're trying to do in our effort moments is last longer in it or get through the effort moment. So when it's a short effort moment, you just need to get through the effort moment. So the hard conversation, if you're in that place where you're having that hard conversation, you think, if I don't want to do it, and you go, you know what, the effort moment's only a minute. In that case, what's my tools and strategies? Okay, my tool and strategy is to start in and to go into it with this idea of, if I can help, if I can start this conversation, I'm going to help this person be a higher level version of themselves. So my tool is to use a perspective that helps me see that I'm helping this person. My tool and strategy is to actually spend some time thinking about how I can start this conversation, which will help this person be open. So again, it's another tool and strategy. So I'm developing tools and strategies that will help me in the short effort moment. Now, in a short effort moment, if you've done that stuff well, you'll start and you get on top of it pretty quickly. In a longer effort moment, you're going to have to, there's probably two things to talk about here. First of all, you're going to have to use those tools and strategies. And, and sometimes in a longer effort moment, it might just be that you're trying to get better at lasting longer. So it might be that you have a problem that you need to be like five hours on. Okay, let's go back to the software analogy. That you've got five hours of learning the software but if you were to try to sit down in a whole day and do five hours, it's going to be pretty, 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 pretty tough. So you determine to yourself you're going to spend an hour doing the software. 
But even then, that's going to be a pretty challenging hour. So the first strategy you might use is um, micro breaks. But you might chunk it down to 20 minute blocks and you get up and just get out of desk for a little bit of time. But even then, that 20 minutes just seems pretty tough. So what you're trying to do is learn how you can go longer. So like, okay, let's say for example, in the past, when you tried to learn a new software, you're only good for about five minutes. And then suddenly the idea of just going back to the old software became appealing. You've decided, because you've used good tools and strategies, that you're going to break down your learning into chunks of an hour where you have 15-minute blocks and five minutes off. Okay, so you used to do five minutes. Now you're going to do an hour, four blocks or three blocks, because basically 15 minutes of work, five minutes off, three blocks. Then what you're trying to do is you're trying to learn that moment when effort becomes too hard. And you're trying to see if you can delay that moment. So how can you stay more focused and stay in that effort for a longer period of time? You might not quite get to 15 minutes, but if you can expand that out from 5 minutes to 10 or 7 or 8 minutes, the more you practice this process, the better you'll get at getting to that 15 minute mark of being in an uncomfortable effort. And I like this idea of, you know, like you've heard me talk about time in bad place. And I, I do the reset strategy, I do the talk, the reset strategy, which is um, when you make a bad behavior, how long do you sit in the bad behavior? So someone who eats bad food, and then that triggers eating bad food for three days. So one thing we want to do is reduce time in bad place. So let's say you've eaten chocolate, which leads to you eating chocolate poorly, or, or really bad food for the next three days. Well, this is a problem. So what we want to do is we want to reduce the time in bad place. And the reset strategy, which I've done a podcast on in the past, teaches you how to reduce time in bad place. So instead of eating poorly for three days, how can we reduce it to two days? How can we reduce it to one day? How can we reduce it to just a couple hours? And that's what the reset strategy teaches. But this effort strategy is kind of the reverse of that. So currently, when it comes to you learning new software, you sit around the five minute mark. Well, how do you get to 10 minutes? And what are the tools and strategies that teach you that? And then as you learn to get better at 10 minutes, how can you sit at 15 minutes? And that's what we're aiming to do with long effort, long effort periods. For long effort periods, if you can become a master, and, and actually, which kind of led me into today's podcast is what I was talking about with that run, my runners. The runners had a 35-minute effort period. So what they were trying to learn is how can I navigate sitting on 35 minutes at an effort period? They'd already done 50 minutes of running, or actually 55 minutes of hard running, and then had 35 minutes at a hard place. Now, some of the runners could only last for five minutes at their place, but some of the more experienced runners who have dealt with that place a lot of times in their life could handle that for 35 minutes. And that's what we want to think about. In our longer effort periods, we're trying to develop our ability to sit in that place for longer. Now, why is this important? Well, if you can sit in a long effort period for a longer period of time, you're going to be successful, aren't you? And that's what this is all about. Now, once you've gone through this experience, then there's obviously the learning, reflecting, and, and progressing. So after you get out of the experience, just go, okay, well, okay, so let's do the software analogy. Okay, so... Normally I did five minutes, today I actually lasted for about 10 minutes where I was able to hold my effort at a much higher level. Okay, what did I do to help me do that? And where were the triggers that made me pull away from that? And where do I improve for the next time? So even if you haven't nailed it completely, it becomes a learning experience that you can sit on top of. And ultimately, what you want to do is, as you go into your next experience, is spend a bit of time going, okay, well now I'm trying to expand this effort. What did I learn from last time and what can I implement this time moving forward? If you want to be successful in 
And then the last point, last point before I do a wrap up. The last point is to see what you gain from when you've been put more effort in. To see what you've gained from when you put more effort in. This is really important because if you can see what you've gained from when you put more effort in, it becomes much more powerful. So, the guitar, you've gained the fact you've learned how to play two chords, you feel good about yourself. The software, you're becoming more efficient, you feel you're on top of it. You're also gaining the ability to push through hard times. You know that thing of that hard times things, if I understand that I can push through hard times, I'm going to move towards more hard times. You also gain the experiences. So when you do go out on a Saturday night and you have a cool life experience, that teaches you, next time I'm sitting on the couch thinking I can't be bothered, it's worth the effort to go out because I'm going to have a much richer life. So it does that reinforcing that effort is a good thing and that's what we want to do then lastly recap learn and duplicate always the key to change in life is consistency of great behaviors so let's recap when we think about change a lot of people don't change because when they hit effort they just quit too quickly for you to become great at anything in life or to improve an area of your life there needs to be a level of effort and uncomfortableness that you need to work through. If we think of the process I talked about today, is first of all to identify that you're moving towards an effort moment. Secondly, to identify what is the effort moment. Sometimes it's a very short effort moment. Sometimes it's going to be longer. Once you've understand the effort moment, develop tools and strategies that will help you win that effort moment. Or at least if it's a longer effort moment, develop your ability to sit in a longer period for more often. As you've moved through and done this experience, understand what you've gained from that effort moment. So it makes it more appealing and you can see that if you continue on this path, you'll gain a lot more moving forward in your life. Then lastly, reflect, learn and apply the tools so you become better and better at having more effort in your life. We all want to be higher level selves. We all want to have that experience where we grow and we celebrate that growth. And if you become great at effort in your life and you use the tools I've talked about today, I can guarantee you'll be a much higher version of yourself in your life. So think about this and aim to be that higher level you. Right, our team, hopefully you gain something from that. I love the idea of just, you know, make it one of your missions in life to make effort something you become great at. Like, it's interesting, isn't it? I've got a guy I'm training right now, a guy called Clive. Uh, he did the Terrawira 100k race. Um, Clive is a very, very high-level person. He's uh, a CEO of Les Mills, so he's a very high-level person, a very big international company, so you don't get to that level unless you're pretty high, and he's a very young CEO as well, so he's obviously ambitious. Uh, but very focused, and, and I've, I love training Clive because he's easy to train because he kind of just does the work, but he just has this attitude of a challenge attitude. He just has this attitude of everything's a challenge and it's just an opportunity for me to learn and grow. And it's just a really good thing to have in life. And that's what I, I like this idea of you determining that I just want to become great at effort. You know, I, I, it's, I've been able to get back to hard training. I'm, you know, I've had my operation a couple months ago and I've still got stuff to work through, but but you know non-impact I can I can smash myself so I've been doing some like what bike sessions and um what is it the assault bike I've been doing some of those sessions and max effort stuff you know like I am dying kind of stuff um but I love it because there's that moment where like I had a session the other day and 
I had three more sets of 30 seconds. I had 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off max efforts. And I gave myself a number on the on the assault bike that I had to say above. Two sets to go, I'm dying. And it was like, Oz, you, you, you got to keep on pushing, mate. you got to get through this. And and I did, and I kept above that number, and I had to give everything I got to push against that number. And I felt amazing at the end. But the important thing was, was learning how to win their effort. You know, if you can, if you can make it your challenge in life to become great at effort, I guarantee you're going to have a better life. I guarantee it. So, you know, take on Clive's kind of this is a challenge attitude and I'm learning to become better at effort. Because like all things around success formula, if you become greater effort in one area of your life, then you can take that effort into another area of your life. And that's what this is all about. Um, if you want to become a patron of the show, go to bevanjamesisles.com. Um, for those who are patrons, it really does mean a lot to me. Um, yeah. One thing I'm going to be doing over the next period of time, I'm actually going to be creating some more content. And I'm going to be doing a lot more video content, probably not yet, but in the next kind of month or so. Um, this is one of those transition things that I'm doing as I create change. Um, and I'm going to create a, a, Bevan, a Sunday Night with Bevan video. Um, and I'll have a database which you can get emailed to you. So listen out in the next period of time because I want to do, and it's going to be content that's real value add, probably five minutes of video, but there'll kind of be stuff for you to work on in each video so look out for that in the next period of time um, that's pretty much it I will give a quick update my back operations moving along really well still got some nerve damage a little bit frustrating but hey I can't complain my back's pretty good other than that I'll, um, I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks I have an interview coming up keep being you put in the effort and I guarantee you'll be a high level you so as always keep being you